Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for joining us wherever you are today, and Merry Christmas. I want to give everybody an early Merry Christmas. This is a great time of the year. The songs say it's the most wonderful time of the year. And Luke 2.10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Christmas is a time to bring great joy. And I think at this time we need a little joy in our society And Christmas time is a time to bring peace on earth and goodwill to all. And I think we need a little peace. And I was counting down the days to Christmas, and it's the 12 days of Christmas. And when I was thinking about that song, the 12 days of Christmas, my true love gave to me. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I don't know about you, but my 12 days of Christmas, Almighty God gave me wisdom, gave me joy, gave me peace, gave me love, gave me grace, gave me mercy. That's six things that the true love gave. And I say that God is the true, true love. And I say that because of 1 John 4, 9 says, we love because he first loved us. I call God the true, true love. Because God demonstrated his love for me in this. While we, were st- while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. God loved me while I was yet sinning. And when I get separated from him in fear, I get separated from him in doubt, I get separated from him in selfishness, in unbelief and greed and with anger. I get separated from the love of God and get separated from his spirit with my my desire to go a different way. But almighty God never leaves me. He's waiting for me. I want to get the visual in my mind where his arms are stretched out like waiting for the prodigal son to come back. I want to get the visual. It's like the angels and the saints in heaven rejoicing when a lost soul was found. I want to have that is the true, the true, true love because of God's love flows out in abundance on me. I want to get people ready for the Christmas season. Even though you may be separated, we still need to understand that God's abundant love is flowing down on us, flowing down so that we can share it with, in my case, with my wife and receive it back in greater abundance from her, overflowing on our children, overflowing on our grandchildren, overflowing on our neighbor, our friends, other family members, and overflowing on the strangers that we meet. Twelve days of Christmas. God gave me wisdom, joy, peace, love, grace, and mercy. But the story doesn't end right there. My true, true love gave me more. 
I've said that, that I was listening to the song. It says a partridge and a pear tree. The true, true love God didn't give me a partridge and a pear tree, but he gave me chickens and a fruit farm. He gave me chickens and a fruit farm. If you've ever been to our property, we have chickens laying eggs, dozens of eggs every week. And we got that abundance. We get to give some away to neighbors and family and, and have eggs to a great abundance. We have all manner of fruit that we have. And Marla jars them and gives some away. We have life more abundantly, according to John 10, 10. We have, God's given us everlasting life. He's given us the fullness of life. He's given us salvation. And God has given us today, the 12 days of Christmas, my true love gave to me. I'm going to sing the song a different way this morning. The true love gave to me today, because today is the only day that's promised. Hebrews 3, 12 and 13, talking about today, says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another. Oh, we're talking about all the things that true love has given to me, encouragement, encourage one another daily, as long as, t as it's called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. As long as it's called today, my true, true love gave me this day. He's given me my wife and my friends and the encouragement that comes through him. He's given me hope that comes from that encouragement. And I don't know about you, but on this 12 days of Christmas, and I was reciting them this morning, and apparently uh, the folks that know my math might be a little bit off, because if you start counting, you're going to start counting right now and hear that my true love gave me wisdom, gave me joy, gave me peace, gave me love, gave me grace, gave me mercy, gave me life more abundant, gave me everlasting life, gave me fullness of life gave me salvation, gave me encouragement, gave me hope, gave me fellowship with family and friends, gave me fellowship with God, and gave me today, gave me today, the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day where he gave me rest. I'm up to about 17 right now. I'm going to keep on going. We might have to rewrite that song, but that song's going to be a song that lifts us, our praise up to God. He's given me rest to enjoy this day called today. Rest, time to take time to be with him. Rest, to take time to worship him. Rest, time to be in prayer and meditation. Prayer and meditation. I don't know about you, but that my true, true love has given me all sorts of great things. And I want to lift up my praise and my joy to him. I'm going to be excited about this Sunday. I don't know if anybody else is. I was writing this and I got up this morning and started reading it. And each time I started reading the gifts that God has given me. I just, my joy has started increasing. My peace started increasing because today is the Sabbath day rest, the day that we are going to rest in his presence with prayer and meditation. And I know that, that if, as people are looking and listening and, and hearing the list, I know I miss some. I know that you want to add some more. Feel free to send me a text message if, if you have my numbers. Send me a Facebook post. Say, preacher, you forgot this. My true, true love gave this to me as well. I know that, that the things that God has given us is in such great abundance that I don't even know if, there, if the list can ever end. 
but I just got up to about 20, 25. I don't know what number I'm on, but we're. But one thing I'm going to do today is be in prayer and meditation on this Sabbath day rest. It's part of our prayer challenge. If you were here with us last Sunday, we started a 25-day prayer challenge as of last Sunday. We had 25 days left in 2020 and the, the year that people are calling the worst year of their life. And if you're saying that and you're still just joining us today on the 12 days of Christmas, then I say that you might want to join in on, on us in that prayer challenge. Give you a little review of what we talked about last Sunday as the prayer challenge started. We went first to Luke 18 and 1, where God's word said that we are supposed to be per persistent prayers, pray always, we are never and to never give up. Our prayer challenge added Psalms 85, 8 through 13, where we saw where love, faithfulness, righteousness, and peace came together. We are now a week later, 18 days left in the year, 12 days to Christmas, and today's reading, adding to the prayer challenge, is 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 24, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 24, my highlighted verse our verses 16 to 18. So if we get to open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, I'm going to start at verse 16. And I invite you to take the challenge that is in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, especially if you're one of the people that says 2020 is the worst year of our life. We sh you should join in on the challenge that Paul gives in 1 Thessalonians 5, and I'm starting in verse 16, it says, Be joyful always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians uh, 1, 5 through 16, 5, 16 through 18, I call it the 1, 2, 3 of a prayer challenge. Be joyful always, pray continually, and always give thanks. And this ver verse reminded me as I was looking at it of when I used to teach, I was a law professor and I used to teach trial skills. And as I was teaching students on how to prepare their uh, persuasive argument, I said, people think in threes. And, and to give it kind of an example, I, was I always told the students at that time, this is back in the late 80s, there was the big three automakers, Ford, GM, and Chrysler. There's the boys, the big three burger companies, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. It was the big three television networks, ABC, CB, CBS, and NBC. Now we have the big three of prayer. Be joyful always, pray continuously, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I was thinking about some of the people you might have, have uh, seen the never give up, uh, the never give up speech that the late Jim Valvano gave. He said, think always, uh, laugh, think daily, laugh daily, 
and have your emotions uh, move to tears daily. If you do that, you have a, a great uh, day. And that was his challenge to everybody, the one, two, three. I said, how about body, mind, and spirit? We can add to it. That's the prayer challenge that we have. And I'm looking at the at, at 2020, and I know people are saying it's going to be hard to have joy always. It's going to be hard to be thankful always. But it starts with being prayerful, prayful. It starts with being prayerful, and it starts with having joy. And joy does not mean the absence of grief. Joy is something that, that the Bible tells us that we should have. And, and I want you to listen to Psalm 30, what the psalmist said about having joy. Psalm 30, 5 through 6 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And then the psalmist said, In my prosperity, I say, I shall never be moved. I want you to focus in on that so we can see what that means. The psalmist said, weeping may endure for a moment. We know that, that there's going to be times where it's going to be difficult to see your joy. It's going to be time that you're going to have that darkness going on in your life. But, that, but joy always comes. Joy always uh, follows the weeping. We know that, that the things that are troubling us go away. And God's holy word says we should be focused on our prosperity. And it's because we focus on our prosperity, which is the gifts and the blessings we receive from Almighty God, we will never be moved. Oh, man, I, was, I read that and got excited. We got excited. We, we have joy because we understand that this life is short, but we have joy because... We know that when our time here is over, we will receive the ultimate goal. That ultimate goal, as 1 Peter 1, 8, 9 says, the ultimate goal of your faith is the salvation of your soul. I want, when you're talking about joy, thinking about that, because right there in that same, uh, same letter, Paul, uh, Peter, said, Peter said that the ultimate goal should give you inexpressible and glorious joy. Hope that we have in heaven gives endurance. Hope that we have in heaven gives us power. Hope that we have in heaven gives us peace. Peace to enjoy today. Peace to enjoy today. If you're keeping track of the 12 days of Christmas, what did the true, true love give? You got to add power. You got to add endurance. You got to add faith. We got to add enjoyment of what we have today in Christ Jesus. And we need to have a mindset to have joy. Change your mindset. I want to show you what the I call him the governor. The governor, Nehemiah. Nehemiah was the governor at the, at the time, and he wrote Nehemiah 8 and 10. And he said, this, this day is sacred to the Lord. And I'm at Nehemiah 8, verses 10. Ne Nehemiah, in Nehemiah 8, verse 10 said, this day is sacred to the Lord. Do not mourn or weep. This day is sacred to the Lord. Do not mourn or weep. 
And I thought about that. Nehemiah was telling the people who were dwelling on the past. They were dwelling on the, on the misery that their, their ancestors went through. They were dwelling on the hardships that they went through. They were crying and as, as people were reading the historical accounts of what their people went through, and they were focusing in on that. And Nehemiah had to stand up, and he said, wait a minute, today is sacred. Today, and we add that to what the, the book of Hebrews said, today, that as long as we have today, we should have encouragement. Nehemiah said, today is sacred to the Lord. Do not mourn and weep. Nehemiah then went on, and in, in going on from verse 10, he said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink and send some to those who don't have anything prepared. I'm looking at how, the, how joy is expressed in godly love and joy is expressed in godly action. He said that we should have choice food and have good drink, and, but make sure that we also send some to those who don't have any. Nehemiah reminded people again, this day is sacred to our Lord. He said, do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. I want somebody, we, you probably heard that before, where people pull these one verses out and, they, and you hear the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now you know the context by which this is in. The joy of the Lord is my strength because first of all, the day is sacred to the Lord. If you make your day sacred to the Lord, you don't make the day your day, but you make the day the Lord's day. You wake up every morning in the prayer challenge and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm giving this day to you. I'm giving this day to you. Please give me the wisdom and the power and the patience. Oh, I'm going to add patience to the, to the list of the 12 days of Christmas. Give me all these things that I might use them to for your glory in this day. The day is sacred. And then the Levites, the priests at that time, they heard the governor talking. They're like, wait a minute, we got to add to it, governor. The Levites calmed the, all the people saying, be still. This day is a sacred day. Do not grieve. I'm wondering if anybody wants to listen to them today when they're going through the last month, the last weeks of 2020, which people some have said, this is the worst year of my entire life. It might be the worst year of your entire life, but I think you need to have a change in, in outlook on what your life looks like. Go to Nehemiah 8 and 10. That Levites, listen to what they say to you. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away and they, and they ate and drank. All the people went away, found the people that didn't have any, sent portions of food and celebrated with great joy. Because now they understood the words that have been known to them. Now they understood the words that have been that were made known to them. See, if you understand God's holy word and, and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you with the wisdom to be able to understand what the, the Bible and how God is speaking to you so that they, you understand the words that have been made known to them, then you, that's how you have joy. You remember each day is a day to the Lord. 
that truly today is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to keep on quoting the Psalms. Today is the day the Lord has made. Some of the folks that have been at our church going folks can finish that sentence. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us have joy and be glad in the day in what the psalmist says and what God has given us because each day is sacred. Each day is a day the Lord has made. Each day is a day to show the glory of God. Each day is to have inexpressible and glorious joy. Be joyful always. Pray continuously. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you through Christ Jesus. Boy, I'm hoping that somebody's starting to feel the joy. If you woke up this morning, you're feeling bad. I'm hoping that this message so far has given you some joy and put a new perspective on your life, has put a perspective that no matter what is going on, this is a sacred day unto the Lord. I don't care if it's Tuesday that you're listening to this. Tuesday is a sacred day to the Lord. Thursday is a sacred day to the Lord. I don't want to skip Wednesday. Wednesday is a sacred day to the Lord. Sunday, all the way back to Sunday. Each day is a sacred day to the Lord. Each day is for is made for the Lord. The Sabbath day in and of itself, even though we rest, it's a day. It, Sabbath is made for the Lord, not for us. And so we should take this day and have joy in it and thank God for the, the blessings that he's given us. Be joyful always. Pray continuously. Pray continuously. What does that mean? Pray every chance you get. I, just, I listed a couple. When you rise up in the morning, pray. When you're driving alone in your car, pray. When you get off a difficult phone call, pray. When somebody's testing your, as they say, getting on your last nerves, Pray. When a work assignment seems overwhelming, pray. Before you receive God's blessing of abundant food, pray. When you get your paycheck direct deposited into your bank account, pray. When you have enough money to pay your bills each month, pray. If you're short a little bit on on your money to pay your bills this month, pray. When your children uh, are running around, being loud, pray. When your children are being sick and making not, not much noise, pray. Before you go to bed at night, pray. Pray continuously is what God's holy word tells us. Pray should be as common as taking another breath. Pray should be as natural as taking another breath. And when Paul wrote this, wrote first to the church of uh, the Thessalonians, and he said, pray continuously. And, and if you take, go back and look at the Greek uh, translation of it, his visualization and the words he used were the same words that, that are used when you talk about an uncontrollable hacking cough. An uncontrollable hacking cough. And that should give you the visualization of what Paul's saying when you pray continuously. You pray continuously because it's uncontrollable and uh, it's a natural response. It's uncontrollable and a natural response. The uncontrollable natural response, and, and when I talked about and tried to get the visualization of what prayer means and what prayer looks like 
as it relates to 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 getting the visual of a hacking cough, I call my brother, the good doctor, and I said, "Doc, what happens when somebody has an uncontrollable hacking cough?" And he said, "It's because your body is trying to get rid of something that's irritating you, an irritant." And what what is the irritant that we have? And I looked at at Galatians 5, uh, right around verse 15 to 25, where they talk about the fruits of the spirit. But things that we should get out of our body is also contained in Galatians 5. And I'm going to just list a couple. Why we should pray. When you pray, you're, you're releasing from your body immorality, impurity, idolatry, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfishness, division, dissension, factions, and envy. When you pray, all those are, re, are returned back from God in abundance and they're returned for joy and they're returned in peace and they're returned in love. And so as you pray, you are having is just like you have the hacking cough. You're getting rid of all those irritants that are in your life. Prayer is designed to, to expel those thoughts from your mind, from your body and your spirit. Pray continuously is like having an uncontrollable hacking cough. And I had to laugh a little bit when I was thinking about that, because when you pray continuously or if you have a hacking cough, What's the first thing folks that are around you want to do? They want to get away from you. What's the first thing that will happen when you start praying uncontrollably, controllably, when you're filled with the Spirit, when you're on fire with the Holy Spirit, when you're excited about praying? Try to do it and watch how people are looking at you. They look at you and they look at the person who's hacking and coughing. I don't know which way they're going to go. They might go to the person who's hacking and coughing before they come to you praying. But we should be on fire so much. We should be praying so much. We should have joyful thanksgiving so much that we should be contagious. We need to have people on fire and and have a contagious spirit in our prayer. Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5. The Apostle Paul said, don't put the, out the Spirit's fire. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't treat prophecies with contempt. Prophecies that are contained in the, in the Word of God. Paul says, don't put those into contempt. He then tells us to test everything. Hold on to what's good. Avoid what is evil. I put hold on what is good in bold so that I'm reminded each day that I got to put on What's, and hold on to what is good, because if you hold on to what is good, then you're going to always have inexpressible and glorious joy. Avoid what is evil. Pray not just so, so uncontrollably, like you're having a hacking cough, to, well, so to help you avoid every kind of evil. Then Paul said, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. 25-day prayer challenge, that might be it. Pray to God that you can hold on to what is good. Hold on to the things that I listed in the prayer challenge. Hold on to love. Hold on to grace. Hold on to mercy. Hold on to faithfulness. Hold on to encouragement. Hold on to peace. Hold on to faithfulness. Hold on to fellowship. Hold on to, to rest. 
Hold on to this day. Hold on to, to the people that you love. When you surround yourself with the good gifts that God has given you, hold on to the hope of salvation. Hold on to your to, to understanding that you have a place in heaven. When you hold on to those things, you're gonna evil's gotta go away because you're praying for those things, and there's gonna be no room for the dissension and the the doubt and the fear and the hurt and all the things that God does not want you to have. Hold on is what God's telling us to do. We're called to pray continuously. I don't know how many times a day I said before they said that, that persistent prayer. That's what we talked about last week in Luke 18. Persistent pray. Paul adds to it. Pray always. I said morning, noon, and night. I'm setting my alarm trying to remember at two o'clock each day to say it, to stop and say a prayer. You can get busy all day and sometimes you got to have a reminder to stop. I, last week, I get a, a text message from my brother and we're in different time zones. So he's messing up my prayer. Yeah, he's, he's an hour ahead of me. He want to send me a text message at 1.15 talking about because it's 2.15 his time, he already had to say his prayer. I'm looking at it saying, hold up, don't make me have to say my prayer an hour early. But he reminded me, maybe you should send a text to a friend of yours, two o'clock every day. Hey, it's time to pray because you're praying morning when you get up because the day is sanctified. You want to thank God for having a sanctified day and giving you everything you need for that day. Then you stop off in the middle of the day while things are going, whether they're going too rough, you need to have that break. Take a break. Say a prayer. Then and before you go to bed, morning, noon, and night, pray always. Pray like you have a, a hacking cough. Pray that you catch on fire. Because when you catch on fire, everything that's not good gets burnt up. And then there's an opportunity for new growth. There are people who, who have uh, farms that set the, the, the land on fire so that things could grow new. So we need to have that. We need to have a Holy Ghost, spirit-filled fire, prayer, so that we burn away all that's bad and give opportunity for new growth to grow in inside of us so that we can share it, new life, so that we can share it. I'm hoping that today, as you're taking the prayer challenge, I'm hoping today, as you look at the 12 days of Christmas, I hope today, as you're looking at 18 more days left in 2020, that some people say are the worst is the worst year that they've ever had, that you put a new perspective on it. Look back on 2020 from the lens that I look back on 2020. And when you look back on that and you look at the things that, the, that your true love gave to you, or as I say, the true, true love has given to me, if you look at it and, and you receive the same thing, then that way you'll know that 2020 cannot be the worst year that you ever had. Pray always, be joyful always, and give thanks always. Give thanks always. When you give thanks always, you, you are acknowledging joy and you're acknowledging gifts and you're acknowledging God. You're acknowledging everything that he gave us. And so I, as I'm looking at Thanksgiving, I'm looking at it from the perspective of saying, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. How many times have you thanked God for the children that he's given, that, that, that he's given you? How many times have you thanked God for the prosperity that he's given you? How many times have you thanked God for all the things that he's made? How, you, how do you thank God for the health that you have? Thanksgiving is a representation of the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. I want to say that again. Thanksgiving is a representation of the hope you have in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is a representation of the faith that you have in God. Thanksgiving is the acknowledgement of what the true, true love gives you every day. Be joyful always. Pray always. Give thanks always. How can you not be thankful what God has given you? I want to ask that question again. And if you're sitting next to somebody right now, you might want to ask them the same question. How can you not be thankful for what this day, for what God has given you? How can you not be thankful on the 12 days of Christmas when my true love gave to me wisdom, joy, peace, love, grace, mercy, life more abundant, everlasting life, fullness of life, salvation, encouragement, hope, health, fellowship with family, fellowship of friends, fellowship with God given us today, given us rest, be joyful always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances. My brother, as I was putting it together, sent me a text message and he said that there is a man named Neil. He's 61 years old. I'm 62. My brother's 63. Yeah, you're older than I am, Doc. He tried to keep trying to say he's younger than me, but he's older than me. We're all Neil, myself and my brother. We're all about the same age. And my brother said, as he was uh, sending a text message, that he had to send Neil to hospice today. And it was heavy on his mind. I texted my brother back, and I said, what's, what's happened to Neil? And Neil has Parkinson's, uh, and Parkinson's has taken his life, and we're going to pray. That's another gift that we've given. We've given the gift of hope and prayer. We've given the, the gift of comfort. I don't know if I had comfort on there. We just keep adding to the list. And, and we're going to lift Neil up. We're going to lift, lift all the people up who have suffered from coronavirus. We, and we're going to lift up prayers of thanksgiving to those that have recovered from, from uh, coronavirus. We're going to give thanksgiving for the time that we've had with the people that we love, even though they might be going to hospice. That's the, the message that my brother gave me today. He said he has a heavy heart, but a heavy heart is a gift from God. I want somebody to understand that because it took me a little bit of time this morning to understand it. A heavy heart is a gift from God because you can only have a heavy heart if you receive the blessings that come from the association that you had with somebody. I'm hoping that somebody takes that as they're looking at 2020 as the worst year they ever have. A heavy heart is a blessing from God because it allows you to look back on the relationship that you had. It goes, it reminds you to look back on the things that you had. 
It reminds you, did, did you give God thanks for everything that you have? You might have lost your job today, but were you the one that was giving thanks every day when you had the job that you loved? You might not have the money that you have today, but did you give thanks to God for the money that you had when you had it? Heavy heart is a blessing from God. Heavy heart gives you wisdom. It gives you wisdom to say, hey, this world is is short. This world is troubling, but I need to give thanks always in all circumstances. I need to have joy every day. Every day you don't have joy is a wasted day. Every day you don't have joy is a day that you're telling God this day is not sacred. Every day that you don't have joy, you're telling God uh, that what is in heaven is not being brought forth on earth, even though our prayer is what is in heaven as it is on earth should be our daily desire when we go through this 12 days of Christmas, when we go through the last 18 days of the 25-day prayer challenge that started a week ago. That's our challenge as we continue to accept God's will to watch and then as you look at it each day, changing your perspective how can you how you change your perspective to have a heavy heart to believe a heavy heart is a blessing but that's the attitude Thessalonians 1 5 16 to 18 says be joyful always pray continuously give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will it is God's will that you be joyful prayful and thankful and as we continue our 25-day prayer challenge, accepting God's will for you, and watch it change your life during the last the last days of 2020 and during the 12 days of Christmas. That's our challenge, to pray always, to be joyful always, and to give thanks always. And I give thanks to, to God for the blessings he's given me, and I'm hoping that you will do the same. Are you ready to take that challenge? Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.